Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Um, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon um, for the Mentoring Scheme and Fledglinks uh, series of Are You Considering? Uh, this week, we're looking at uh, humanities subjects. So that's history, geography, business studies, philosophy, uh, and religious studies. Um, the format of today um, will be we will launch into a, a bit of a chat and we'll look at uh, at the subjects that that, um, uh, that we have mentors for here today. Uh, in that case, without further ado, um, I'm going to get uh, our mentors for today to introduce themselves. Um, so Disha, if we'd like to start with you, please. Hi, hi everyone. Thank you, thank you for joining. Um, so just to introduce myself, I'm Disha. I'm the founder of the Mentoring Scheme. Um, so we can provide group sessions like this, um, but we also do one-to-one -one mentoring um, to support GCSE students, year 10 and 11, who are not only preparing for GCSEs, but also deciding on their next step. So deciding whether they want to do A-levels, what A-levels are right for them, whether they want to pursue um, a different path. So we can support you on that. Um, I am currently in year 12. I'm doing maths, economics and history. Um, yeah, so that's me. Um, Kate, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Kate. I have just finished year 13 without any exams, which is great. Um, and hopefully I should be off to study medicine in the autumn. So I studied biology and chemistry, which I'm guessing you guys aren't interested in philosophy, which you should be hopefully, and Latin. So I'm also happy to talk about um, any classical subjects as well, or taking four A-levels if that's something you want to discuss. Uh, Nikita. Um, hi, um, I'm Nikita and I'm in year 12 and currently I'm studying math, economics and geography. Nikita, uh, so thank you very much. So um, Deisha, just so that we're, we're clear and, and upfront uh, about the, the subjects that we're, we're sort of missing. Kate's happy to cover bits and pieces around religious studies, uh, but maybe um, is not as clued up around exams. Um, and that's one of the email addresses that we've dropped. We'll, we'll discuss that in a minute. And what was the other subject that we're missing? Sorry. Well, we have got a couple of points that they've given for like some of the questions, but if you've got any specific um, questions relating to the business studies course or religious studies course, then um, feel free to email the emails that we've put in the description in the group chat. Sorry. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, ask away in the in the group chat, and uh, we can always take them questions and, mm -hmm. uh, and get back to you. Uh, no problems at all. So, without further ado, then um, let's get into uh, the the nitty gritty of um, why you guys chose to study uh, the humanities subjects uh, that you did. So. Um, Deisha, we'll, we'll come to you first again. Um, why did you uh, choose history as a subject? Um, well, I took it at GCSE, which I really enjoyed. I think history is a really uh, interesting subject. But I also think that when you study the past, you can see a lot of parallels with today's society and also like how to make the future um, better. You can see like the mistakes that we're making today um, and like try and prevent them. So I think it's a really important subject. It's a very um, current subject as well it's really related to what's going on in today's world too yeah great so you have that ret retrospective view and, and use that to uh, inform yeah, exactly, the, the future exactly. anyway. I had 
quote, um, I think it's quite a famous quote, but those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Um, I think that's really, really important when you study history. Yeah, and all the more important uh, at, at the moment in the, in the current climate for, for multiple reasons mm -hmm. as, as well. Um, brilliant. Kate, um, tell us about uh, philosophy and your, your decision to, to study that. Yeah, so um, I didn't take philosophy or religious studies at GCSE, but I was very interested in philosophy as a general concept, um, also because medical ethics, so I thought it'd be an easy way to get that kind of background as well, preparing for my course. And I also think that what I find very interesting about philosophy is it kind of in some ways underpins everything that we're doing in further study, because you're asking questions like, you know, what does it mean to have knowledge? You know, what does it mean to be a good person? How do you want to live your life? And it's also been a subject that I went into with questions, you know, personal questions about myself. And I think having that space to think about it in a more academic way has also had kind of non-academic benefits, which has yeah. been really good. Yeah, totally. And I, th I think actually a, a theme that we'll see running through this conversation around humanities subjects is that they really teach you to think mm -hmm. um, uh, and form opinions and, and much, much more. And that's so important when you come out of the academic setting uh, and move into whatever you choose to do in the, in the future. That's yeah, super important skills. Um, Nikita, um, tell us about your subject and why you chose to, uh, to study it. Um, yeah, so I took geography at GCSE and I enjoyed it then, so I took it for A-levels. And um, I think it's a really relevant subject. Um, and obviously there's, a, there's two sides, physical and human. And human side, we have uh, very topical issues such as um, migration. And on the physical side, we have climate change. So obviously there's been a lot of um, talk about it recently. And um, you can look at, geography allows you to look at these issues from different perspectives, so socially and politically. So I think it's important to do. Definitely, yeah super current um, uh, and, and a lot that needs to be done in, in that area. What sort of, uh, just out of interest, and maybe I'm jumping the gun in terms of questions, is it the physical human side of geography that interests you the most? Um, so I find physical geography much harder because there's a lot more definition to learn, but uh, I think human's more interesting and easier to grasp and you get more debates from it and talks. Yeah, totally. Totally. Again, back to that forming opinions and, and teaching you to think, I guess. Um, brilliant. So um, that's sort of a, a, an overview. And uh, what would be really good to understand uh, now, um, certainly for me myself, because I'm a little bit distanced from, from this and I don't know how these subjects are assessed in terms of the balance of coursework uh, and exams. So uh, we'll, we'll come Nikita, straight back to you and work uh, work back the other way. So, um, how is uh, how's geography assessed? Um, yes, yeah, so there's three exams and one NEA project, which takes up twenty percent of your final grade. Um, the first two exams take up thirty percent, and the third exam takes up twenty percent again. Um, so, for the first two exams, it's, uh, one's on human, and the second one's on physical. Third exam is just combining both and using resources to answer questions. And yeah, the NEA project is just um, doing your own investigation. And at the end of the project, you write a report, which is around 4,000 words. 
Brilliant, 4,000 words. Um, what do you, uh, again, out of interest, what, what was, was that a good balance for you? Did you find that that worked? Would you rather more coursework? Or? Um, yeah, I think it's a good balance. Um, I wouldn't want to do more coursework. I think it's enough. Um, and the three exams are, so yeah, I think it's a good balance. Yeah, fantastic. And Kate Philosophy, I'm imagining that that's very coursework heavy or... No. Ah. Um, actually, none of the exam boards, I believe, offer coursework. Mm -hmm. um, the thing with philosophy is what you study can vary quite a lot depending on what exam board you do. Um, but the fundamental principle is basically you turn up and you write an essay. Um, Again, depending on the exam board, you might have more short answer questions, you might have more long answer questions, um, but you will also always have set texts. So I think as well philosophy, it's worth being aware that you need to engage with texts um, in a way that you maybe don't with some other humanities like geography or business studies. Um, but it's, you know, you have two papers, so it's quite good for reducing your exam load. Um, and personally, I preferred not having coursework because it meant I was less stressed in my like university applications period than people who had a lot of coursework at the same time. And just to uh, for for everyone, because I'm not 100% sure, a set text that's text that uh, have been preset. You have been able to digest and and work with, and you know that they're likely to appear in the in the exam. Yeah, the philosophy ones are quite short as well. It's more like a set text extract. Mm -hmm. So you're really able to feel very confident about those by the time you reach the exam. Amazing. So you know what, what you're going to be writing about and then you've just got to uh, yeah, interpret the questions. <laughs> and, and write. Fantastic. Um, and Disha, um, history, how's that assessed? So with history, we also have like the NEA, the non-examined assessment, um, like with geography and it's again 4,000 words and then you've got to write an essay. Um, most, it's, it's completely independently researched so it can be about any historical topic that interests you. Some schools will give you like a choice of topics and other schools will just let you completely decide which period of history you want to research and write about which is really interesting because you kind of have that freedom to kind of explore what interests you. Um, aside from that, uh, most examples again have two periods that they that they do and obviously which one you which ones you study will depend on your school so personally I'm doing um, the Tudors and I'm also doing democracy and Nazism in Germany from 1918 to 1945 so that's like the rise of Hitler um, and in terms of the exam um, you'll most of the questions are all like long essay based questions um, you'll most likely have a source question where they give you like an, a bit of a, an article or a part of a speech or a cartoon and you'd um, write about that or like analysis questions as well so it's completely essay based in the exam. Yeah fantastic um, and that leads on very nicely I guess you spoke about having some freedom about uh, to, to choose what you uh, what you study and, and, and the work that you do. Um, is that something that you enjoy uh, a lot about your subject? Um, and what do you enjoy the most? Um, so yeah, is that to, to me? Yeah. 
Um, so I really enjoy having that freedom, yeah, to study different parts of, of the past. So like for my coursework, I'm going to um, write about civil rights in the USA, which is obviously very topical at the moment. But um, some people I know that are, are doing this like the Ottoman Empire, for example. So it can be completely guided by your own interests, um, which is really, really nice. Yeah, fantastic. And that's so important, isn't it? Being able to really delve into uh, and understand a subject and subject matter that you are engaged with. It provokes you to do further reading and, and bits, mm -hmm. like, bits and pieces like that, that, I would imagine, which would all come into play uh, when, when you are being, uh, being assessed. Um, just a quick, quick reminder, um, if you do have any questions, feel free to drop them into the, the, the chat function um, uh, and we'll be more than happy to, to field them uh, for you guys. So yeah, any questions that you've got, drop them in there. Um, Kate, on to, to philosophy and what do you enjoy most about, uh, about the subject? I think what I've most enjoyed is the level of class debate. It was a really fun lesson to come into, to know that you were going to get that experience, especially because I had quite a small class. Mm -hmm. um, and it really encourages you again to develop your own thinking, to be prepared to present your own ideas, um, which I think has stood me in good stead for interviews as well. Yeah. Um, I also think what I have really enjoyed as well is the fact that the course is quite wide. Again, it depends what you do. Um, but there tends to be a lot of opportunity to explore areas of philosophy that you maybe weren't thinking about when you came into the course mm -hmm. um, because they want to make sure that you have a good grounding since it's a subject you won't have studied before. So I quite enjoyed that as well. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, is there anything that perhaps you haven't enjoyed as much um, within the course? Yeah, I think, I mean, speaking about the, the wideness of the course, um, the courses do tend to be quite focused on Christian religious ideas um, and for me I'm Jewish that that was not what I was interested in studying it was a bit weird yeah um, but I think it's still a very valuable experience in terms of understanding other ideas and other people's thought processes but I think you need to be quite strong because it's a canon which is very Christian it's a canon which is very much full of white men <laughs> And I think sometimes people being ready to speak up and go, hang on, why can't we talk about this in a different way is still really useful, even at a level and making sure those voices still get heard. Yeah. So it's something that you didn't enjoy, but it's actually spurred you on to, to challenge, <laughs> ask more questions and uh, yeah, brilliant. That's uh, yeah, really honest. Um, and, and Nikita, um, geography. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you enjoy most about that? Um, yes, same as history, um, you have a lot of freedom for especially your NEA project, so um, you literally can write about anything you want. Um, so for me, I'm doing crime rates in different, area, in different areas. Um, and I think, yeah, it's just really important that, um, especially in geography, I have a small class, there's only eight people in my class, so it leaves a lot of time for debates and understanding everyone's perspectives. So, yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, it's good. And how about say the same question as uh as we put to kate uh, is there anything that perhaps you don't enjoy so much about it um yeah i guess um the longer questions are much harder um, compared to gcse's um but i guess that's a skill that you pick up along the way 
and improves as you go along. Brilliant. Um, we've had a couple of questions come through in the in the chat, so we'll uh, just uh, pop over here and and have a look at them. Um, so um, the first one uh, from Tomo: How do you tackle revision uh, and studying with humanities compared to sciences or, or uh, other subjects like that? Um, I don't know who wants to jump in and uh, and take um, that. I did both, so maybe I'm quite well placed to answer. Brilliant, yeah, please, go ahead. Um, it's definitely a different revision process. Um, I think for sciences, you can go, I know all the content, so I can go into the exam and I'll be fine. So your vision is often very much focused around making sure you understand a mechanism or you understand how something works um, and also that you have the knowledge. Whereas for humanities, in some ways, you can go in with kind of, less knowledge but you have to be able to answer the question um and i think that's often why people really go wrong with essay subjects i think you know i need to know everything about plato but they come in and they get the essay question and they don't know how to evaluate it critically um and that's a skill that you pick up along the course and what i found really helpful was to revise by writing essay plans um, so I was already thinking about the arguments I might be making rather than just the content I was including. Um, and also teachers prefer it if you go to them with like, here's my essay plan, what do you think? Rather than here's a whole essay that I wrote for a vision, what do you think? Because <laughs> um, the latter is a lot more work for them. Yeah, it takes them two, two, sort of five, ten minutes to review a plan as opposed to potentially a half an hour to an hour to have a look over a, a, a full essay. Um, yeah, I think that 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 you you touched on a really important point there around uh, sort of critical thinking uh, and being able to form opinions and and write about them uh, really really well, being sort of caught core to it. So um, excellent. Uh, and another question from from Abby: um, How do you improve your essays? The million dollar question. Mm. Um, Deisha, I can see your uh, potentially yeah. got something to add there. So with um, history, a lot of people go down the route of I'll memorise as many dates as I can, get in as many facts and statistics and people and that will make my essays better. But that's absolutely not the case. I actually hate learning dates. So I try and keep that at, I mean, there are some dates that you have to learn and some like people's names and stuff like that that you have to know. But aside from that, what makes your essays really stand out is the um, analysis and and the sort of debate and argument argument that you carry for your essay um, and something that's quite different from a level to from GCSE is that you have to add in different historians opinions and read outside of the textbook so read like an actual history book to find out um, the big questions that are going on in in the field of history what are the debates that academics are having and how can i add that into my essay and refer to historians opinions and whether or not i agree with them yeah brilliant brilliant um abby and tom i hope that that was uh, helpful if you've got any more questions follow up feel free to uh to drop them uh in in the chat function uh, of Zoom. So we will uh, move on to, to now look at, I guess, um, uh, uh, the guys and girls that joined us. Um, 
what do you guys feel that they should be really aware of uh, when picking the subjects? Is there anything that that, uh, that you feel is worth mentioning? And Nikita, we'll come to, to you first and geography. Um, yeah, so you don't really need to um, have done geography and GCSE, but a basic uh, level of maths is required. Um, and being able to interpret graphs, uh, graphs and analyze them is important. Um, I guess knowing a lot about current affairs and reading newspaper articles is helpful because it just gives you background knowledge that you can use in essays. Um, yeah, so I guess you don't really need to know a lot of maths again, but a basic level. Brilliant. Yeah, really, really important to consider, um, especially when you're looking at sort of large data sets and, and things like that. And um, Kate, how about philosophy? What what uh, should we be aware of? Um, I don't think there's a major sting in the tail with philosophy. I think it's basically, as, as has been said, for moving to humanities A-levels. It's a different essay style. And, you know, you will need to get feedback on that and try and improve that because um, nobody gets it right first time. And also you need to be reading around, you need to be accessing secondary material. You know, you, if you just know everything on the spec and your set text really well, you still won't be doing as well as somebody who can also bring in other thinkers that aren't necessarily written down. Yeah, brilliant. And, uh, and, and Disha? What should, be, what should we be aware of for history? Um, so for history, obviously, there is a lot of essay writing that's sort of a given. Um, but I think it's really important to have an open mind when you take history. You might be inclined to think of certain people or events as positive or negative. But when you study history, it kind of challenges those opinions that you might have. And to think about it, like think about everything as not just black and white. Like there's a lot of long term and short term um, impacts that certain things have had. So it really challenges those opinions that we might have, which I really like about history. Yeah, stretching, stre stretching pushes you. Um, brilliant. Um, so the, the, the most difficult uh, thing, I guess, when you're picking your A-levels is you might have one or two subjects that you're, you're really keen to follow and pursue, but actually which subjects go well and, and complement each other so you're not necessarily cutting cutting off any uh, uh, potential routes in the future. So um, next we're going to have a look at uh, what sort of subjects link well with these humanities subjects that we're looking at today um, uh, and what good combinations are. Um, so Disha will come straight back to, to you uh, with uh, with history. What, what are you studying uh, with history uh, and what would you recommend to, to build a good combination? So I study maths and economics and actually I was studying further maths as well um, alongside it, which might seem a bit weird, but I actually found that they linked really, really well, especially economics links really well with history. When, when you study, like I, I'm really interested in economic history specifically. So um, that's like the niche that I'm interested in, but um, economics and history have a lot of over, overlap with each other, but history also has a lot of overlap with um, subjects like politics, um, sociology, um, other humanities like English or um, business studies as well was really great. But I think history is so diverse that you can take pretty much anything and um, you'll be able to add to your knowledge of both subjects. Yeah, brilliant. 
Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, Kate, how about for uh, philosophy, what, what works well? Yeah, I would just echo what Disha said, really. I think you can make any combination of subjects work. Mine was certainly very unorthodox. Um, and you're always going to find links, you're always going to find bridges because, you know, academia was never really made to be <laughs> blocked off into A-level subjects anyway. I would say, though, if you have a specific course in mind, if you're thinking, you know, I definitely want to do PP at university or English at university or whatever, you know, go and check what the requirements are. Um, because even if you really love a subject, if you need to do other subjects to get where you want to go, either that's a sign that you don't really want to go there or you just have to take one for the team um, for your A-level choices. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. Academia was not below, it wasn't designed for A-level courses. It was, <laughs> it was uh, something much, much broader and, and wider. So yeah, really, really valid point. And Nikita, um, how about uh, geography? Um, yeah, so geography, there's two sides, um, human and physical, and I take um, maths, echoes, and geography, so maths is good because um, you need some basic skills that maths will provide you, um, um, but I take economics, and economics fits really well with the human side of geography, so learning about um, just, I've, there's been a lot of cases when I've been in my economics class and the geography class where um, the topics would cross, and I I feel like, oh, I've really learned this in geography and or vice versa. So I think economics is a good um, one to take as well. Um, and biology, I don't take biology, but I'm guessing um, the physical side um, and will complement the um, biology, bio, biology subject well. So I'm not sure about biology and geography, but I think it would go. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Um, and uh, what advice, uh, Nikita, would you would you give to uh, attendees um, if they're sort of thinking about taking uh, geography uh, next year? What would be your, your golden nugget of information? Yep. So as I said before, learning um, so knowing about current affairs that's going on, uh, reading newspaper articles is really important, especially in the time between um, in the summer before we start A levels. Um, I wish I did that because um, it would have. Give me a head start and gave me, gave me more confidence when I'm answering my questions. Um, but yeah, so if you're thinking about taking geography, definitely start gathering magazines and reading a lot more because you will need to be able to read a lot during your course. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Um, and Kate, how about for philosophy? Yeah, I would second that. I think um, a lot of philosophy is actually really accessible. Um, if you want to, you know, I mean, if you go into a bookshop, you'll be able to find some very easy philosophy books aimed at kind of, you know, normal people. Um, and also the online magazine Philosophy Now is a really nice website. Um, I would also say just because you probably won't have studied philosophy before, it is worth having a plan B subject if you get into the classroom and realise you hate it. Um, you know yeah yeah that's yeah really really valid and i think um if you do realize that you hate it i think that that uh, uh if you understand that i'm sure schools will be, be very happy to accommodate you if, uh, if you do realize um early on um and disha history 
Um, so with history, I would advise you to um, start some reading around um, history about areas that interest you um, and also perhaps areas that you'll be studying at A-level. Um, if you know that you maybe want to pursue it further, like maybe do something history related at university, um, then I would really recommend that you start reading up on areas that, that you genuinely find interesting. So there's a magazine called um, History Today, um, which is really good. Um, but also keeping up to date with um, the news can be really, because you're basically watching history in action, aren't you? Especially now, um, this the current climate. Um, yeah, that's what I, I would say. Brilliant. Sorry, a guy's just started blowing leaves right outside my window, so I hope that's not, not too noisy for everyone. Um, but we've had some uh, really, really great questions uh, uh, come in. Uh, Tomo, James, Kayla, thanks very much. We'll, we'll run through them just now. Uh, Tomo, first of all, um, he's asked, do you revise much differently for essay subjects uh, uh, and how so? So I guess that links to the, the question that you, you've asked uh, uh, initially. I guess what would be the, the core difference in, in how you revise? And I don't know, Kate, whether you want to pick that up, having uh, sort of done, done both of them. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, it sounds like you're possibly thinking of doing sciences and the humanities. So... Uh, I'll drop my email at the end and if you want to hit me up about that more in detail, that would be great. Um, I would say that fundamentally my revision method is always making notes, writing stuff out, making sure I have a good grasp on the content and then moving on to practicing exam style. And that's the same for every subject where you're going to sit an exam, I would, I would say. I would say the thing with essay subjects that is perhaps different is you have more of a step where you're deciding what you're going to learn. Because for biology, you know, I can't say, oh, I'd rather learn about, you know, the heart than the kidneys. Just not how it works. Like one, one's on the spec. But for philosophy, I can say, oh, well, if I'm talking about um, philosophy of mind, I'd actually rather talk about Descartes than Plato. I mean, that might not be the best essay, but I can say, you know, I'm going to go stronger up my Descartes and that's really what I'm going to send to my essay around. Um, so I think with essay subjects, there is more planning involved, where you have to take a step back and think about what you're going to include in your revision as well. Yeah, I agree. And if I can add, because I do maths as well, um, and how you derive for those are obviously very different. Like with maths, you tend to just do like exam questions and practice and practice and practice and those questions will sort of repeat themselves but with um, history and I assume it's the same for all humanities subjects you've sort of got to revise in like themes um, and you've got to sort of revise in a more abstract way so things like mind maps um, are more helpful and with history you also sort of branch off by revising like foreign policy or um, religion or certain like key themes that happened um so it's it's a different way of thinking and some people might find one suits them better some people might find that they quite like both and they like the variety of doing um a humanity subject with a science or maths or something like that so yeah it's just what works for you really yeah i think we spoke about this or something similar uh, around this a couple of weeks ago around understanding how you learn as well mm -hmm. um, uh, and 
what works for you uh, will really help you with your, your revision as, as well. Um, uh, James has asked, uh, any tips for time management in exam? Uh, and this one is particularly relating to uh, geography. Uh, I know whatever tips are just about to be thrown out here, I wish I had them. Um, who wants to uh, who wants to go first on that? Um, yeah, so I guess it's similar for GCSE. So the amount of marks that are being rewarded do uh, pass with the um, time you should use uh, spend on that question. So say this eight mark question, you want to spend around seven eight minutes working for that question. At the start of the paper, all the easier questions tend to be at the start, so the ones with less marks on. And you kind of want to get through all that quickly so you have enough time for the longer essay questions, um, which you need time to plan. So um, I guess more practice for the essay questions will allow you to know how to plan more efficiently and quicker so that you can get through that question um, in the time you have left in the exam. So, Practice is good for time management, um, but also make sure you look at how many marks are being rewarded because it will give you an indication how long to spend on it. Something that I've heard uh, 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 as a tip before as well, exactly as you're saying, is plan your question, plan your time based on the number of marks for a question. Uh, and I heard someone the other day say that the first thing that they do uh, when they get in the exam is they write a little table uh, in the front of their book or on a, a scrap piece of answer paper. Uh, write down all the questions, how many marks and allocate the time so they know exactly where they want to move through and obviously leave time at the end uh, to, to pick up on, on other bits and pieces. Yeah. I thought that was quite smart. I don't know whether any of you guys have done that. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know. I think my main advice is especially if you have very, very time pressured exams, like my Latin exams, you have to be prepared to cut your losses. Like if you haven't finished your essay in time, but finishing it would mean you don't write the other essay at all. You have to just give up. <laughs> um, and I think sometimes people struggle because they're trying to write like the perfect essay for their first 20 mark essay. Yeah. But that means they have very little time left for the other 20 mark essay. Yeah, yeah. So don't push it too far, basically, past the point of no return. Um, Kayla has asked, um, and Kayla, you haven't mentioned which subject this is particularly related to. So if you want to drop that in, she's asked, um, what was the biggest change between A-level uh, and GCSE? So um, I guess generically uh, across across humanities as a board, what was that step up like for, for you? Um, feel free to step in, anyone that wants to answer that. Um, so for me, I found the biggest uh, change to be at GCSE, you can sort of learn what's in your revision guide or in your textbook and you're good to go. Um, whereas for A-level, you've got to think deeper. You kind of build um, a better relationship with your subject and you start to genuinely enjoy your subject more than you got to at GCSE. Um, so that's things like reading, reading outside of a textbook, finding out the big questions that are going on um, in the world and in your field. Um, reading like historians or I assume it's philosophers for philosophy for example so reading about um, other people's opinions and then putting your opinions into your essays too um, so yeah that was the biggest change for me yeah brilliant taking in external factors and mm -hmm. and using them um, Kate or Nikita anything that you guys would like to, to add to that one don't have to 
not putting you on the spot. Um, yeah, mine would be the same as that. Yeah. Um, you, as, as your interest grows, you kind of, you, you become more interested and you want to learn it more than you did in GCC where you kind of forced the like learn content whether this time you have to take in your own independent work as well yeah it's you've chosen you've chosen the subject haven't you and yeah yes yeah to paraphrase your your growing a deeper relationship and an understanding with it i guess um brilliant um tomo uh, another question thanks very much tomo um uh as in what style ah so hang on he's gone back to around uh, revision. So what style of revision resources work well? Um, and how do you spend time studying them? Um, focus on how to write the answers or on the content. So are you focusing on how to write the answers or are you focusing on uh, the content of them? So that's a really good question. Um, for history, definitely focus on exam technique and how to actually apply your knowledge. Um, learning the dates and learning the content is kind of the easy bit. You want to be able to articulate that in an essay and that's, when it, that's what's going to get you marks because at the end of the day, the history paper, you've only got about four questions per paper and they're all like around 20, 25 marks. So you're not going to get any marks for knowing one specific date and if you can't remember that specific date, probably just refer to another example or you just like refer to a different a different date um, so definitely you want to know like you want to know the um, how to write the answers and how to apply what you know brilliant um, uh, Abby's asking uh, how do you adapt to having uh, read historians or philosophers directly instead of just through a textbook um, and how does she make sure uh, that the notes that she's taking will help her um, for her exam? So uh, I guess Kate, first question there was, uh, how do you adapt to having to read uh, historians uh, or philosophers directly uh, uh, instead of through uh, your textbook? No, I think that's a good question, especially because philosophy is, is known for academic incomprehensibility <laughs> i think a lot of it is knowing when you want to read the original text and when you don't so a lot of more modern philosophers are more accessible um weirdly a lot of the older philosophers can be quite accessible too but there are some people who you need like kant or hegel or you know nagel where you have to kind of go i'm not going to be able to read this i need a study guide yeah. um and I think as well, the best way to adapt is to do it. <laughs> um, I think don't be afraid to go on JSTOR and read papers. Don't be afraid to like pick up the original text, but also don't be afraid to then ask questions, you know, to ask your teacher if you don't understand something, to, you know, to look up what other people have said on the text if you're not sure what it means. Yeah. Um, and I think then if your notes Kind of include those questions and include the secondary material you've referred to as well you're giving yourself quite a good crib sheet actually for your essay plan in yeah. some ways yeah yeah brilliant 
Um, and I guess, yeah, you've touched on there, the, the notes helping, helping in the future as well. So that's brilliant. Thank you, Kate. Um, uh, Leonardo, uh, Disha, this is in history, so for you. Um, how important would you say uh, reading around and doing extra research is? Um, I think it's so important. It's very, very important, pretty much crucial. If you're aiming to get like an A or a B, um, it's pretty much expected that most people will have done that. Um, and it really, you can really tell by reading an essay um, how, whether you've read around the subject, it just makes it, just makes it so much, you're writing so much better. So if that was one thing that you took from this before starting history A-level, it would be reading around the subject. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, and the last question uh, that we've got here is from James. Again, a nice, a brief one. How long is the A-level history exam? Um, my one is two and a half hours per paper. Mm -hmm. um, and there are two papers, which sounds like a lot, but it flies by and I normally find myself pressed for time. Um, but I'm aware that other exam boards have different, different um, lengths for their papers. So just double check online for your exam board. I'm on AQA, by the way, if I haven't said that. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, oh, and uh, Kyla, quickly as well, uh, how do you motivate yourself to write long essays? Um, I mean, at this level, you don't really have to write long essays. I mean, I'm guessing by long, you mean several thousand words. Um, like you don't, you don't need to, I mean, for coursework, maybe. So I can't comment on coursework. Um, but I think if you're interested in something, the, it writes itself. <laughs> um, like I've had more issues with deciding what not to put in essays, including like longer essays for essay competitions, um, than what to put in, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, there's always enough to write about. Amazing. Um, so I've got a, sort of a question for, for each of you um, as we sort of uh, wrap up. We will, um, if you've got any more questions, uh, drop them in the chat. We are running a bit short on time though, so we'll get to what we can. Um, so my final question for each of you is uh, for uh, people either that are joining live or are listening back to the podcast. Um, what uh, can... Uh, uh, can you be doing over the summer to, to prepare uh, for, for your A-level? Um, what sort of additional work could you do if you wanted to this summer? Um, Deisha, we'll come to you first around uh, history. Um, so I've said this a lot um, during, this, uh, during this session, but I think just like reading in things that interest you around history, um, reading the news, things like History Today, um, maybe articles online, Anything that anything that you genuinely want to enjoy, that you find genuinely interesting, make sure that it doesn't feel like a chore and it's something that you enjoy. Um, but yeah, just reading, reading, engaging with the subject over the summer. Yeah, brilliant tips. And Kate, how about uh, uh, philosophy? I would imagine for for each of the humanities subjects, it's going to be a fairly similar affair for the summer. Extra reading. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's the same. I would also say, you know. Don't, you don't have to do anything, um, you know, it's also important to have a rest, to recover from the stress that we just all had, um, you know, like it, it doesn't all need to be A-level prep. Yeah, completely, completely agree, yeah. The summer is, uh, yeah, your time away to, to do you and, uh, and, and have a rest, so yeah, really strong advice there. 
um, and Nikita, anything to, to add there? Um, yeah, so same with Disha, extra reading is important for geography and obviously have a rest as well. Um, I guess when you start the course, just remember whether you do it in the holidays now or just before the course, um, making sure you um, read the specification and understand um, how the course is going to go and how the exams will be is important as well so that you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Um, thanks very, very much, guys. Uh, that is brilliant. Um, just from from uh, from uh, our, uh, my point of view, so I was thinking about um, about humanities and the skills that you you gather and, and collect from from taking a, a humanities subject, and amongst a, a heap of others, some that I came up with were sort of the ability to read well and, and digest loads and loads of information um, to, to summarise, to debate uh, and articulate your point of view. Um, it will develop your ability to think critically um, and it will also develop your ability to develop opinions, uh, uh, propose ideas and, and build theories. Um, and all of them things are super, super important beyond uh, the, the uh, the academic world and, and school they're all amazing transferable skills for whatever you pick to do next uh, in 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 your journey and they keep your options open so humanities are a, a really really strong subject to uh, to look at um, from, from that point of view I guess as I mentioned at the start they teach you to think uh, which uh, is is super 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 important um, so uh, thank you so much to uh, to our mentors, uh, Disha, Kate, uh, and Nikita. Um, I know that there's been some email addresses dropped into the chat, uh, and mentors are happy to take further questions uh, from you uh, if you wish. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, um, then you can either get in touch uh, with uh, Disha at Student Mentoring. What's your email address? Uh, the mentoring scheme at gmail.com or you can go on to our website thementoringscheme.co.uk um, and sign up from there brilliant and uh, as Disha mentioned at the beginning as well the mentoring scheme have got heaps uh, of opportunities for one-on-one -on -one mentoring as well um, super super important mentors will play a key part in 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 your um academic life and career uh, as you move forward so start using them now um, they are super super helpful um, uh, and I can't un, uh, sort of uh, overstate how, how important uh, that, that mentor-mentee relationship can uh, can be. Um, so go to Mentoring Scheme, have a look there. Um, obviously, uh, Fledgelink is working with uh, these from the Mentoring Scheme. Uh, Fledgelink uh, is an app that supports um, uh, you through your journey from education uh, and to employment. Uh, we help you build the skills that are important for uh, for work. We help uh, with you uh, for you to understand what's out there uh, and ultimately uh, find the right opportunity uh, for you. Um, so uh, you can download the app from uh, your app store uh, and you can find us online at fledgelink.com. Uh, so thank you so much for, for joining us. 
uh, and we look forward to seeing you uh, at our next session. Um, so that's on the 16th of July, uh, where we'll be uh, considering A-levels in arts and languages. Um, and then we have uh, another session two weeks later on the 30th of July, which is uh, looking at uh, if you're considering uh, taking A-levels in social sciences. Once again, thanks very much uh, and have a great weekend.